Today's daf is daf nun dalid. We are 11, about 10, 11 lines up from the bottom of nun gimelamid bays. Just as a recap, we left off yesterday a machlokas between Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lokish. The Mishnah had said that if you have a aver that comes, whether it's minachai or minameis, a limb that had been severed, that has on it bosor karo'i, that has sufficient flesh on it, that if it were to be reattached, then it would be able to regenerate. So we said in such a case that that aver is A, has the capacity to metam, and not only with maga and masa, but even tumas ohel, and B, it also has the capacity to be soser, the Yemei Nazirus, and require the Nazir to restart with having to go through Gimel Zayn and Taglachas and Korbonas, etc. So the Gemara asked, well, what happens? The Gemara said, what about if you have this Aver that does not on, have it on it, Basakuro'i? What would be the status of the Aver under such circumstance? So that the Gemara says, Machlokas Rabbi Yochanan Reish Lokish. Because Rabbi Yochanan said, under such circumstances, it does not have the capacity to be soser nazirus in any way, right? Not b'maga, not b'masa, clearly not b'ol, because the Mishnah said b'feirish, only if it's got basakurah. But not only is it not able to uh, be soser the nazirus b'ol, but not even the maga masa. Why? Because in such a situation, it doesn't even transmit tumah. B'maga b'masa. So if it doesn't transmit tumah b'maga masa, for sure they won't have the capacity to be so, sir, the Nazirus. And Reish Lakish disagreed with that. Reish Lakish said that not, that's not correct. That if the, if, if, even though, if it does not have Basakaroi, does not have the capacity to transmit Tuma and therefore destroy the Nazirus, but oh well, but Reish Lakish said it still has the capacity to transmit and destroy the Nazirus, Bemaga Ubemaso. So the Gemara now asks a very important question. What size bone are we dealing with that's inside the, this limb, right? So that's where we're picking it up. This severed limb from the dead body, what are we dealing with over here? If there's a bone that is the size of a barley seed that's within this bone, so in my time, then how can Rabbi Yochanan hold that it doesn't transmit tumor? Even if it's not transmitting tumor, it's not the din aver, it's not the din of the limb because it doesn't have basakurai, but it should be transmitting tumor because of the bone, because of the etzim kasaura. And he delays by etzim kasaura, and if there is no bone, in it, the size of a barley seed. So then you have a limb without basakuroi, without having a bone in it the size of a barley seed. So my time is Rishlokish. According to Rishlokish, what's the source that this should be transmitting any type of tumor? So with Amalach Rishlokish, Rishlokish will tell you, Laolam delays by etzim kasaura. That we're talking about even if it doesn't have an etzim kasaura. means if it has an etzim kasaura, the Gemara is assuming, they're saying is it would be no machlok, because both Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish would have to say that it's transmitting to him at least b'magavimasa, and it can be so so than a zeros, because of b'magavimasa, not because of the din of the aver, but because of the din of the etzim. So we're talking about over the machlok, is it does not have an etzim kasaura. And even 
so Rachmana, Rabia, the Eivishnah, Kodesh Baruch included this in the capacity of being able to transmit Tumah. means based on, it seems to be Sukkim, the, the Taisi says, it's Halacha Moshe Misinai, with the Sukkim only in Asmachta, but based on a source from the Sukkim that, that we see that even if it does not have in it Etzem Kesa'ora, it still has the capacity to tra- transmit Tumah through Magav and Masa. Because we learned in a Brysa. The Gemara is going to bring down and contrast two Sukkim there's, uh, o- 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 over here. The one Brysa is going to be talking about when uh, you come across a dead body and it's involving a Tumah of Ohel. And the second Brysa is when you come into contact with a dead body which is involving the Tumah of Maga. We're gonna, uh, and and the outcome of the of both of these brises, Reish Lakish wants to bring a proof that you see that an aver mina mace, even though it does not have bo, uh, enough basakuroi that could allow it to regenerate, and even though it does not have etzem kisaora, will have the capacity to be able to transmit tumor through Maga and Masa. That's what we're going to, Dresh is going to try and accomplish over here. The sign we learned in the Brysa. So the Pazik says like this, the full Pazik says, V'chala she'yiga al p'nei asada b'chala cherev o b'meis o b'etzem adam o b'kever yitma shivas yamin. So we're talking about coming to contact with a dead body that creates a seven-day tumor. It says, V'chala she'yiga, it says, al p'nei asada. Somebody comes into contact Alpene Asada. means it's over the face of the of the of, of, of the field. So the Ghazal understand that. So it says been Alpene Asada Bechal Kherabemes. Alpene Asada is mashma that you didn't actually touch it, but you came alpene means you stood o- you stepped over it. What's that talking about? And Thomas Oel that is generated by stepping over. Remember, I always said there's one of three ways a person can have Ohel. Either you step over the mace, you go under the mace, or you share the same common space on the recovering of mace. So this is talking about the form of Ohel by stepping over the body. That's a malapnea mace. Bechalal. Now, chalal itself usually refers to a corpse. The word chalal also means a cavity. So the chazal, chazal like an opening, a cavity. So chazal understand what that's referring to. It's a piece of the mace that was severed, leaving a cavity in the body, which we're talking about the limb. A limb was cut off over here. Bechalal. It's aver minachai. That's referring to the one who's going to bring a rifle, for aver minachai and aver mace. So it's talking about an aver minachai. And the halacha Sina is when is this Aver Minachai have the capacity to create a din of Tumas Ohel? We're talking about Tumas Ohel over here. It's Davka, it's Vyesh Lahalos Arucha, where it has the capacity to regenerate, where there's enough flesh on it that has the capacity to regenerate. So we have a Raya from, well, the, we have, the first thing is stepping over the whole body, then it's talking about stepping over the limb that has in it enough flesh to regenerate. That's from the word halal. Stepping over or touching. Either, either way, I mean, but it's talking about even ohel, even ohel, it's, uh, right? The, the cherev, what do we learn out from the word chal? It's just, what, what do we care that it's talking about that a sword, as in Yonah de Yom over here, but what do we care about that the body died through stabbing? Why do we need to know that the halal, so the cherev, so the Darshan's over here, is that there's a special halacha that when, this is the way Tosus learns, others I'll learn a little different, but Tosus learns that if a metal implement was used in killing the person, or a metal implement comes in touch with a dead body, the status of tumor 
of that metal implement takes on the status of the body itself. Normally, in a Torah, when you're aviavos, actually, because the body is aviavos atuma. So, the, the, normally, the dead body, anything that touches, then it goes down in levels. Each one is a level beneath. But by a cherev harehu kechalal, teaches you hareza kechalal, it means it takes on the same status, and therefore, somebody who comes into contact now with this metal uh, implement, or, or the metal implement itself, will be able to will be tome like ohel for seven days. Viter. Obemes, now that seems to be completely redundant, because the first part says that you step over a dead body, so what do you need the bemes for? So therefore, says the Gemara, that it's, it's, it's an imeina inyan, I don't need it for the whole body, so I'm telling you for part of the body. So it's evzeha eva nechlel menames. It's a, a limb that was chopped off from a dead body, because a limb that's chopped off from a live body, that was, we already had a, a, a source for that, that was earlier in the verse. So from here you learn that a limb that's chopped off from a, a, a dead body, Again, as Tozer explains, when it has enough flesh to regenerate, has the capacity to metame, to mis'oel, and to shiva. Obe etzem. Now, obe etzem adam, what is it for an or a person came to contact with the bone of a person? Since we're talking about tumas ohel, it doesn't mean a, just one bone. What it must be referring to is zerova atzomos, that's alochemosh misinai, that a rova, a quarter Kav of bone, and whether this comes from Rov Minyan, Rov Binyan, the Shidra, the Gogolas, that was all yesterday's daf, but nevertheless has the capacity to betama tumas ohel and a tum- and, and a tumas shiva even through ohel. That comes that's from the word obeetsim. Now obekever. What is the next thing comes in contact with a tomb, with a, a burial tomb? What is the halacha over there? Zekever sosum. That comes to teach us that there is a tumas ohel from a sealed grave. Somebody's buried in a sealed grave, has the capacity, that grave has the capacity of metame, a dinner, tumas ohel, making a person be tame for seven days. Now, what does that mean? That means like this. For example, let's just take this, say, for, for a moment, right? Now, let's assume that this would be a coffin. So... If the din is going to be like this, if the body, let's say this is like eight feet wide, and the body only takes up six feet. So you've got one foot on each side that the body doesn't take up space. The din is that if there is, if there is a tefach of space between the body and the top of the tomb, tefach space, then it's considered like the, the, the coffin fills up the entire coffin is full of tumah, and anybody who steps over this coffin, at any point, even in the one feet on each side that are not being taken up by the, uh, by the body, it's considered like, it's a, like the whole thing becomes like one corpse. And you become Tomei Tumas Ol, stepping over this, co- this coffin at any point you'll step over. If there is, if there is less than one tefach between the body, and the, uh, the, the, then the tumor of the body go, will also, it goes straight up. In both cases, it goes straight up, but it'll only go straight up the exact dimensions of where the body is, but the one foot on each side, that if somebody will step over the coffin where the body is not directly below, they will not transmit the din of tumus ohel uh, in that case, not up and not down. So that's a din that's called, that's the, that's the, the case of kever sosum, a, a, closed, a, closed, a, a closed tomb. Yeah. First example is 
more than a tefach above the body? Tefach, if there's a tefach space between the body and the top of the... Of the it becomes like all then the whole thing is considered like it's, like... it's like the mace permeates throughout the coffin, and any part of the coffin, even the part where the mace is not direct, not, is, not, is not in it, all becomes like one mace, and you'll become oil at any point in time. When there's less than a tefach, then tumah goes directly up, only above... Where the body is. That's that's the din of Kever Sosim. The Amar Mar, like the Master says, Tuma Bakas Ola Bakas Vyoredis. That the Tuma of a body goes straight up, goes straight down. But the Chiddush of this din of uh, Kever Sosim is that sometimes it'll go more than just straight up and straight down where the body is. It might even move to the sides and go up and down depending on whether there's a Tefach above or Tefach below. That is the that is the din over here. Now. That's this 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 first Brisa dealt specifically with the uh, with 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 the laws of Ohel. Now the second Brisa, and as as the you know it's interesting, we don't even need this first Brisa. The only reason the the Mefarshim say to go down in in the Sidre Taharas is that whenever we talk about with laws of Tum and Tahara, since there was no Gemara written on it. It's only Mishnai, so we don't have Gemaras. So they always like Chaparayim. The, 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 the editors of Ravina and Ravashi, they stuck in extra, uh, gave extra, extra time and extra space to Tuma and Tahara whenever they could because they know that there was no actual Masechta written on those Mishnai. So this first Mishnah we brought down is, is not needed for the second Brisa, which is what's needed of here. And again, we're, we're in the middle of trying to bring a Raya that Reish Lakish wanted to say that even if a limb does not have in it etzim kisaora, and it's not mala rucha, it doesn't have the capacity to generate, it still has the transmission of tumor of maga and masa. That's what we're trying to bring here. Tomorrow says, Ve'ilu gabe negia, concerning coming to contact with a body on the field where we're not talking about the laws of ohel, where we're talking about the laws of direct contact, Amarav Yehuda, Tanya, we learned in a brisa. Yehuda taught the following brisa. It says the, the, the actual wording of this brisa is, um, where is it? Al Hanageya Be'etzem Obechalal. Here it says, it doesn't say Al Pnei, which is stepping over. Here it's direct contact. It says Hanageya Be'etzem Obechalal. Right, the pasuk says, "Again, be'etzem bechalal or be'meis or be'kever." So be'etzem ze'etzem kesaora. There, etzem contact. You don't need a rova kavatzomos. There, it's even with touching a bone that is the size of a saora. O bechalal. Now, what is the chalal referring to over there? So we said again, you don't need. Obviously, you don't need to touch the whole body to be tummy. There's no need for the pasuk to say that. It means even an aver hanichlol minachai. Even if you have come into contact with a limb that was chopped off from a from a live a, a living person. And it does not have the capacity to regenerate flesh. Because if it has the capacity to regenerate, then it doesn't, it's not just because of Maga, then it'll be Tomei like oh, yeah. the one before because of Ohel. So it means even if it does not have the capacity to regenerate, Obemais, the third part of that positive says you're coming to go again, it obviously doesn't mean the whole body because we don't need that. So it means it means you're coming to contact with a body, with a, a part of the body, a limb that was chopped off Mina Mace. Obekever, and what do we need? The last thing, Obekever. So, Amoresh Lakish, is that teaching us a whole different halacha? Zekever Shlifnei Hadibur. That what was the status of Jews that were buried before uh, a Matan Torah? 
So the status of Jews that are buried before Matan Torah have the same status as non-Jews who are buried even after Matan Torah. And what is that? The din of Tumas Ohel doesn't apply. The only Tumah that applies to those corpses, that, 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 that kever is going to be a din of Mago. Contact, not Ohel. And that's when the O kever, because why, why is kever doing here in the postage of contact? Kever usually is matama even ba'ohel, because there is a kever, even the kever of a Jew, that is not going to be matama ba'ohel, it's only matama b'maga, and that's talking about the Jew that was, bur- that was buried before Matan Torah. Okay, Se- separate point, that's really nothing to know going to get. What is the point that we are making over here? That we see over here that you have one posseg that you're coming to contact with a bone that's the size of Sa'ora, and you have another posseg that says you're coming to contact with a limb that's not able to regenerate. Now, hi, Averman Ames, hey, Chidami. What's the case of this Averman Ames, this limb that was chopped off from the dead body, right? That says that it transmits tumor through contact. What's the scenario? If it has in it a bone that is the size of a barley seed, I already have a, a source in the Pasuk that tells me that there's something that's, that's a bone the size of a transmits tumor. So why do I need to teach me a limb that has a bone in it the size? Of course it's going to be transmitted because of the bone. So it must be it's referring to what? The limb that does not have in it a bone the size of a barley seed, says Rishlokish. So the Chora, so either is Be'etzim Kesa'ora, Sahainu, that to be the same case on Nogab the Etzim, somebody who comes into contact with the bone. Elad must be delays Be'etzim Kesa'ora. We're talking about a limb that does not have in it the size of a barley seed, does not have in it the capacity to regenerate, and it's metama betumas mago. So therefore, and even so, Rachman Arabia, HaKadosh Baruch Hu includes this in the capacity to transmit Tuma. So therefore, this seems to be a gavaldigaraya for the position of Reish Lakish. So we now have to go back and s- explain how would Rabbi Yochanan understand this brisa. Again, the point that Reish Lakish is making from this brisa, or at least he would make if he'd be around to make this point, is that the brisa seems to have two drushes. One for Etzim Kesaora, that is Matamba Bemago, and the second one is that on Aver Minameis, that's Einamal Arucha, I mean, it doesn't have the capacity to regenerate, that it's also Matama Bemaga. It must be, says Reish Lakish, it's talking about an Aver without an Etzim Kesaora, because otherwise there's a redundancy. So what will Rabbi Yochanan answer you? So let's explain it outside, then we'll read inside. Rabbi Yochanan's going to say, this whole Pasuk is teaching us the din of Maga. The first Pasuk in the first Brayser taught us the din of Ohel. There's one third category we haven't touched yet. What's that? Masa. He says, this, since you don't need, Of course it's talking about where there's an etzim kasaora. Your shaila is, well, if the limb has in it an etzim kasaora, then why do I need? Why do I need? The fly's bothering you? All right. So therefore, if it has in it etzim kasaora, why do I need? It's all the talk about body. So anyway, why do I need to have in it the the, uh, the 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 law that it transmits tumah because it's teaching you not only does it transmit tumah b'maga but it even transmits tumah b'masa so therefore so that's what is being taught over here and therefore you have no raya that if the limb did not have in it an etzim kasaora that it would have any ability to transmit tumah and that's how Rabbi Yochanan would deal with the raya of Reish Lakish so I'm a lock Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Yochanan will tell you no, the limb has in it an etzim kasaora. Aye. So then what's the novelty? I know etzim kasaora. Since I don't need it to teach me the laws of that limb, that kind of limb can be metamed through transmission of, of contact. So 
have a tener inyan lamaso, it'll be only the bigger another chiddush that even through where you don't have direct contact, where you actually just carrying it, will also have the capacity. So anyway, the gemara remains with this machlok Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan, which would be basically if you have a limb that does not have the capacity to regenerate and does not have in it etzem kasaora. Can it transmit tuma? Can it affect the nazirus? According to Rish Lakish, the answer is yes, Bamagavamaso. And according to Rabbi Yochanan, the answer is if it does not have Ezim Kasora, it does not have the capacity to transmit tuma Bamagavamaso, and obviously will not affect nazirus either. Once itemizing one thing is needed for Masa, don't you need to go back to all these other No, because then, then, then you can learn a Then you have a Mamatsin. Whatever applies to Mamagra, we'll apply to Mamasa. But you have to because start with Mamasa, right? Okay. How can you learn Abraham from any of these if you're talking about a guy who's dead? I know you said there's a cavity, but the mice of the guy... That, that means that, that maybe the blow, the, the, the blow that killed him, but still was cut from a live person. All right, now, says the more like this. Uh, so we said in our Mishnah like this. It's a very interesting. Uh, Tosvos and the Rosh learn uh, that the gears of our Mishnah was, is, is mistaken. That you've got to take out some words, and I'll explain to you in a moment why. If you go back to our Mishnah on Memtesam at base, the Mishnah said as follows, it listed a list of all the things that are able to affect the Nazirus. Right? Eilatumus, Tumos, Shah Nazirus, Megaleach, Alameis, Valkazais, etc., etc. And then the Mishnah said that Umaze Beshlishi Ubeshvi, that these things are all going to force the Nazir to have to go through the Tahara for Tumas May, sprinkling on the third and on the seventh. The sorcerers are code men, and not only that, it's going to knock off any previous days that were already counted. Now, look at these words. And he will not start the recount. I mean, the reset button will only be once he becomes purified. Now, leave the last three words out for a moment. The Gemara's Shail is going to be, when is that recount start? Is that recount start on day seven? Or does it only start when he brings his korbanas on day 8? We actually had four opinions on, I think it was Daf Tesvav, right in the beginning of the Masechta, we had four opinions concerning this. And the Gemara is going to want to know that our Mishnah, that uses the words, that wants to know which opinion. Is it going like Rabbi Eliezer, that it means from day 7? Or is it going like the Chachamim, that it means from day 8? Therefore, says... What? Well, therefore, says Tosfos, it can't be that the right Girsa has in it the words of Mavius Carbonosa. Because if it has in it the words Mavius Carbonosa, how could the Gemara even ask the Shiloh that it, how could, it could be going like Rabbi Lazar from day seven? It must be that this is somebody that was put in later after we <coughs> said it's going to go like that, and then someone pop, popped in those words. But those words don't belong there. It could be, it could be just a, you know, I was thinking maybe means that on day seven it becomes tar and allows him now to bring his karbonosov on day eight, but it still only counts from day seven. Maybe you want to, you want to, but tells us just take out those three words. All right, let's go on. So, Ibayalahu, the Bnei Yeshiva had the following uh, uh, query, the following Shiloh. What's the Shiloh? Hadiktani Acha Yitar, the terminology that's used in our Mishnah that says, that you start counting <coughs> after the person has now gone through the purification process. Beshvi koi is it specifically talking about the purification process that is required for a tame mace, 
which ends on the seventh day, and therefore he starts counting. Now also, Tosos and the Rosh says, mistake, take those words out, because Ada Erev Shemesh is already going into the next day. Take out the words, Ada Avid Erev Shemesh, mistake in the, uh, it's a mistake in Girsa. So therefore, just read, Ad Sheyitar Beshvi Ikai, and therefore, and he can start counting day one as the seventh day. Day eight, when he brings Karbonus, already will count as day Two on his carbonos, umani, and whose opinion would that be? That's Rabbi Eliezer. He, that's Rabbi Eliezer's opinion that we had earlier on Dav Yudches. Actually, on Dav Yudches, we had this sheet of Rabbi Eliezer. Oh, Dilma, or perhaps not. Maybe what the Gemara means that it's talking about until he has completed his process of his nazirus. <laughs> Not as just his tahara, which happens on day eight, either when he actually brings the carbon chattas, according to one opinion, or he's able to now bring the carbonus, according to other opinions. So therefore, but it's referring to counting then only day eight as day one of his new nazirus, and not day seven. Alright, so therefore, what does it mean until he has completed his process? It means until he's brought his carbonos and he's completed his process of, of his nazirus. Maybe that's what it refers to. Umani, and whose opinion would that go like? Then it would go like the opinion of Rabbanon. It's going like Rabbanon. So, what's the proof that the Gemara is going to bring? So, Gemara said, I'll show you a very clear cut proof. Because if you put this Mishnah together with a Mishnah we're going to learn later on in today's stuff, the Mishnah, there's a contrast between two Mishnahs. The Mishnah we learned earlier was on Memtes, saying these are the things that knock off a nazirus. And don't allow him to start counting Achayitar. Then the Mishnah later on on on, on, on today's Dav is saying these are the things that will not knock off the previous days of his Nazirus. They don't knock it off, but what they do is they suspend the Nazirus, meaning while he's Tomei, he's not able to count those days until he takes off. Those days. So it doesn't knock it off, but it does suspend. And the terminology says there that umaschil miyad means as soon as he becomes tar, it says umaschil miyad, that means right away on day seven he can start counting. Now, the fact that later on when it wants to show you can start counting on day seven, it uses the expression of umaschil miyad, which means right away on day seven. So that implies that in the earlier Mishnah, when it says, it can't be referring to day seven, because then it would use the same terminology. So what must it be referring to until he finishes his process of Nazirus, where he has to bring Corbonus on day eight? Since the second half of the Mishnah, which is coming on later on today, it says, He can start counting right away when he becomes Tahar, use the word Miyad, Harisha, that implies the first Mishnah, the one that we dealt with early on, Memtes. What's the din of them? What does it mean until he becomes Tahar? It means, And then whose opinion does this follow? It must be going like Rabbanan, that only day eight. When you become Tomei and you have to count the Nazirus again, day eight could become his only day one. That the Tara, the Nazirus of Tahara, can only start on day eight, not on day seven. What does that mean of day seven? He's Tomei for seven complete days. Rabbi Lezer holds that. That's his Shrika. Complete days. Rabbi Lezer holds that. 
But no, no. But how do you connect it to the mission where it says achitar? It doesn't fit the word. Why? It becomes so hard right away after sprinkling. But it becomes most the the majority of the tumah goes over after take the sprinkling. That's that's yeshita. If you say hair of shemesh, means it means you're already going into the next day. That's why they take away the word hair of shemesh. All right, zavdei legamishnah. Now, in contrast to the first half of the Mishnah, where it does knock off completely the Nazirus, and you've got to start counting again because of the Tommy Mace and Oha, the next Mishnah deals with things that don't have the capacity to say Hayom Marishoni Miplu. It's going to be a combination, either because these Tumas are only Durabbonon, so really mean Torah, they don't have the efficacy to even make the person Tommy, let alone wipe out the Nazirus. Or that there's some Alokhamoshmi Sinai or that even though the person does become Tomei, it won't affect the Nazirus in such a broad manner. So Aval, however, Hasekhachos Vehapraos. So Chachos are different types of Pedrusian. We dealt with it a little bit yesterday. That uh, that go jut into a Rishusarabim, and there's a Suffolk over there. Did the person become Tomei Mace or not? Since it's a Suffolk in a Rishusarabim, when a Torah Suffolk Tomei Rishusarabim is Feika is Tahar. So but the Rabbanon came along and said, no, you have to deal with it as if you are Tomei. Obviously, that's your case of Tomei Mace will not be able to knock off. Where's the Mace? The, the Nazirus. The Gemara is going to talk about the case exactly, so let's just leave it till then. Ubeisa Pras. Beisa Pras is another suffix. It's only Dindarabonin as well. You're talking about that there was a kever. There was a grave, a known grave in a certain area of the field, and everyone knew to avoid it. What happened is somebody came along and plowed over the field. Now, Minatorah, you can rely on the fact that generally the blade of the plow does not go that deep to be able to rake over the, the body. But the Chachamim were concerned, Midrabana, they were concerned maybe it did, and if it did, then it might have proliferated tumor over the entire body. But, and therefore that's called the base of prasa. Anyone who is, goes within a hundred amos of that kever, Midrabana becomes tome. The Raman says it's called base of pras because the word pras apores. It scatters, it scatters. According to the Chacham, according to Rashi, he's a pras comes from the word break. Like a prusa is a broken piece of bread because it's like we said that little pieces of bone are broken up all over the uh, right. So that, but either way, it's only a tumor and Mamele will not necessarily, it won't knock off the dinim of the Nazirus. Next. Eretz Ha'amim. Eretz Ha'amim, we're also going to see that Chachamim made a gzeir, we'll discuss why in a moment, that anybody goes into Chutzla Eretz becomes Tomei. Again, since this is only a din of a Tumas, uh, it does not have the Torah, the capacity to really knock off a Nazirus. Ha-golel v'ha-dolfek. Rashi and Ksuvas learns golel and dolfek means the golel is the covering of the, uh, the coffin and the dolfek is the sides of the coffin. They have the capacity to be metamer, but they don't have the capacity to wipe out a Nazirus. Okay? Revias dam. Revias dam means anything less than a half a log of dam. Lafuka the sheet of Rabbi Akiva. According to the Chachamim, a half a log of dam is what's needed to be matama be'ohel and uh, and be'maga and be'maso, not just for the state of tumah, but to knock off a nazirus. A revias dam is able to make a person. Tomei, but it's not mina. It's a lochemosh misina. It does not have the capacity to be able to knock off a nazirus. 
According to Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva said that a that a Ravia's dam can still knock off a Nazirus. That was we're going against Rabbi Akiva here. Now the Ohel. Now the Gersay should be Ohel of the Rova Atzamos. It's one case. The case of Ohel where you don't have a half a log of Atzamos. According to the Allah Messina says that, that even though a quarter log of Atzamas transmits Tumah but Ohel, it can't transmit Tumah but Ohel. However, nevertheless, in order to knock off a Nazirus, you have to have a Chatsi log of Atzamas. Now, we learned that be, uh, we learned it, it be, uh, before that we're talking about even if it was ground into dust. Into yeah. dust where you don't have the din of etzem kesaora. Normally, an etzem kesaora has to be a whole bone in order to touch and become tamas. It's ground into dust. So in such a case, it can be metama. It's able to be metama, the ohel, with a rova hakav, but it's not able to knock off an azirus unless it is a chatzikav. Now, if you touch it, if you touch it, it's part, it, it knocks off the Nazirus Bemaga by touching it. It does knock it off Bemaga Vemaga but it doesn't knock it off the Ohel. And that's why it says over here, the Ohel of the Rova Atzamos, the Ohel of the Rova Atzamos, and ground down into dust, will not have the capacity to knock off a Nazirus, even though it does make you tummy. This is talking about ground up, right? Yes. We're going to learn this like Tosfos. And if you have vessels that came into contact with a dead body, now, the way uh, the, 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 the Tosfos Shita is, the din of Chalal Hareu Kecherev is only on metal. Because the positive of Kecherev is generally made out of metal. So this din is, but other kalim which are made out of wood or things like that don't have that status. So obviously if somebody came into contact with a, a no, a kli that was not metal, that will make him tame, but it will not necessarily impact at all on his nazirus. It won't even make him have a, have a seven day he doesn't have to say, he doesn't need paraduma under under that circumstance. So Tosfos learns kalim over here is referring to non-metal kalim. Okay, now kalim uh, anogim uh, mace. Others learn it's talking about metal, but even though metal charavalekuchalal, the din nazirus is only if you touch something that's directly the mace, not if you touch. Uh, a, a clee, even if it's a metal clee that came into contact with, that it's killed not the body. The one that killed him, is it? What's that? For metal. Either, either it either killed him or it touched him. The makes no difference. It takes on the stat whether it killed him or touched him. Any metal cleave that touches a bedded body has the same level of tumor as the body. Yeah, because you say it's not touched. It's not talking about metal. It's talking about wood. Still. Some say it is, but even so, you're not touching. Still, you didn't touch the body. You're only touching an in, the intermediary. Therefore, it doesn't have the infant of zeros. Let's go on. Now, so... Another, another situation we're going to bring down that does not have the ability to knock off the din of, uh, of the Nazir, if somebody gets Tsaras, now generally, let's just go through a number of, 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 of halachas concerning the, the, a person gets Tsaras. The first thing that has to be determined, is this actually Tsaras? 
So if it has some signs, but not all signs, it, it doesn't have the two hairs that became white, but it has the, the, the right shear of kagris, or whatever the shear is for tzaras. So that person is really, uh, is called, is mehaz geiro, means there's, there's a quarantine of the person, is put aside, is quarantined to determine. Okay? That person has certain halachas of tzaras, but he's not confirmed. When he becomes confirmed, it's the yemei chaluto, when it comes muchlat as a mitzora, right? When it comes muchlat as a so then the process starts where you have to see him and determine has it gone away. Once the the the, the, the once it's uh, after it's confirmed and there's indications that it's gone away, then there's two full body shavings that occur. There's one that starts at the beginning of the count. And then it's with the bird and the blood, and you send away the one that, that you dipped a, one bird into the other. You count seven days, and then at the end of seven days, he brings korbanos, and that, and then he's then he's tahor. So basically, there's the confirmation, there's the beginning of the count, where is one taglachas, and there's the end of the count, where has a second taglachas. What the one is going to say that no matter what stage <coughs> it's in, those the 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 the. The, the concept of even though you're a nazir and you might all be taking care place during his nazirus, the concept of tsaras will not be able to knock off his previous nazirus, but we'll see that it might suspend. It might suspend it until it becomes tar, but it will not be able to knock it off. Let's see. So now, says it more like this. Now, Uvemei Sifro, the days of the count. The days of the count means starting from day one through day seven. Uvimei Gemaro, that's the day of the confirmation that happens before the count when he's confirmed as a Nazir. So any days from the confirmation until the count, or any days from the beginning of the count until the end of the count, Al Elu Ein HaNazir Megaleach. These days do not require a Taglachas for ta- for. So for Mitzo, for, for Nazirus, they require, in the case, in these cases, there might be a separate Taglachas that's needed, but it's not the Taglachas of Nazirus. And they don't require a sprinkling on the third day and of the seventh day, because the fact that it was a Mitzorah, it's not, you don't need Paraduma for that. He just has to go to the mikvah in the first, at the beginning of the mikvah at the end. There's no, there's no. Now these statements of Elu Einanoz Megalech, he doesn't apply necessarily to all the cases. Some of the cases it applies to, some of the cases it doesn't apply to. The Gemara is going to discuss that. Toast points that out. But anyway, in all these cases... <laughs> since, What's that? A Nazir touched the Mitzorah? Nazir became a Mitzorah. The Eina Soser S. HaKodmin. And also, in all these cases, it does not knock out the earlier days that he might have counted as his Nazirus. And as soon as he's gone through his purification process, this is about the Metzorah specifically, as soon as he finishes his Metzorah process, on day seven, he right away starts counting, re- uh, continuing the count of where he had ever left off. The carbon ain't law, but he doesn't have to bring a carbon for the Tumah of Nazirus, because the, unless it's a Tumah's mace, it doesn't re- uh, require a carbon. <laughs> now, the Emes Amru, in truth, in truth usually means that that's the halacha. The Emes Amru, in truth they said that if the person's Tumah was not Metzorah, Metzorah, we say, doesn't knock off the early days, but it does create a suspension 
from the uh, from the days of when he's confirmed as a mitzora from the May Gemara when he's confirmed he has to suspend his nazirus. But there are other tumors that not only don't they knock off the early nazirus, but even while they're tumah and even while they're going through the purification for that tumah, they can continue to count the nazirus during that time as well. What are those cases that Yemei Hazava Hazava? A zavra zavra, even if it's a zavra and zavra, are two times by a man or three times by a woman that require even carbonos, seven days of nakiyim, and you have to have a carbonos that come at the end. Nevertheless, we may has gerushal mitzoro. Or the times of Hezger of the Metzorah. Hezger of the Metzorah is when it hasn't even confirmed yet. That is for sure. It's not before it becomes Muchlat, but when he's only quarantined before that. All of these days, in all these cases, <coughs> even though they're dealt with as if they're Tomei, but they can still count those days towards the Nazirus. So let's go through some of the cases again. So we started off that Sechachos and Paraos, that if person becomes Tame Mace, by Sechachos and Paraos, it doesn't affect his Nazirus. What is the case of Sechachos and Paraos? So it's Elaine Sechachos, Ilana Mesech Ala Oretz, from the word like Schach. Actually, I think I, I said it wrong yesterday. I said it was sto- a stone. That's the next case. But it's a tree that protrudes out into the Shusarabim. The branches are a tefach thick, but there are also spaces between each branch. Since there are spaces of a tefach between each branch, we don't look at it as one contiguous roof. So therefore, if we know under one of the branches there was a mace, piece of mace buried, we don't know which one. Or even we know which one, but the person wandered under one or two of them, and we don't know, did he go for sure? under the one that had the mace. If we know he went under the one that had the mace, it becomes Tomei Torah. But here he doesn't become Tomei Torah because it's a Sofik Tomei into Rishul Sarabim. Sofik Tomei Rishul Sarabim is Torah. Tahor. Chachomim said Tomei. Since Chachomim said it's only Tomei Torabonon, it does not affect his Nazirus. So, Elin HaSachachos, Elin HaMesech Ala Oret, Peraos are also the same concept, but instead of it being from a tree, it's, it's stone protrusions. Same idea. They tefach space, tefach apart. Under one of them, there's a mace. He walked by. We don't know which one he went under, right? So, therefore, that's Avonim HaYotzos Minagoder, stones that protruded out from a fence. Same idea. Now, Eretz HaAmin. They want to say the other case, which is only a tumor de Rabbonin, and therefore don't ne- necessitate uh, the, a, 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 the complete Minatora Dikatuma, and therefore don't affect the Nazirus. So the one wants to know, we actually had the Shail and Masech Shabbos, the more dealt with it, you take a look at Tosas, get a little more uh, in depth on it. The, really, the, the one is going to deal with what was the reason for this Gezeira. So we're going to give two shot to him over here. One says it's really that the, the Gezeira is not uh, only on, on the ground, but it's also at the airspace. It means like, listen, let's say somebody put himself into a big box that contains 40 saw, sealed in box, a 40 saw box that contains within 40 saw, that stops the tumor from the ground being able to affect inside. That's how people go visit the OL by the river, the Kohanim. They put themselves in these boxes and they take him over there. Or even a Kohen, because he'll be tall, it doesn't become Tommy. Now, if the Xero was on the ground, because we consider that they weren't careful where they buried all the Mesim and there was chopped up Mesim all over the place. So I understand. Some of the, I think the Russians, they might even be there where they, they killed lots of Jews and therefore there's even Tumas OL you have to worry about, not just coming into contact with the actual physical thing. But if you protect yourself in such a box, then you could you would be in Tumas in Eretz. Ami would not become Tommy. But if the Xero was on the Avir, 
The gzera was on the aver, not just on the ground, on the airspace. You cannot be in that airspace. And the reason would be is because they just don't, they don't want people leaving Eretz Yisrael. So they made a gzera, don't leave Eretz Yisrael. How do we make such a gzera, don't leave Eretz Yisrael? <laughs> even, in the, even in a box, even in the airspace, you become tummy. So one wants to know, therefore, was it because of the actual tummy in the ground, and if it's only coming into contact with the ground? Or, or the or, or the ohel that's created from the ground coming up, then in a box you'd be okay. But if the xera was on the airspace, nothing to do with necessarily the tumma of the ground, but we just didn't want people leaving Eretz then even in a box, you wouldn't help you because there's air gets into the box, and therefore you'd still become tummy. That's the Shiloh. So we buy lahu. <coughs> Box does not help it doesn't help because if it's if it's because they just said any breathing the air of Chutzla Aretz makes you tummy, right? It's more than I am. Right. So Mona says like Eretz Amim. Is it Mishum Aviru Gazru Alea? Is it the Avir? The airspace makes you tome. Odil Mishum Gusha Gazru Alea. Or is it like the the clods of earth that contain in it mace? Is that what the tumma was? So Tashima, come and listen. It says, Umaza Bashlishu Bishvi. It says that the person has to get sprinkled on the third and on the seventh. Now, this is a brysa that says on, on the Tumas Eretz Amim, the Gzeira included having to go through, part of the Gzeira is you have to go through the process of being sprinkled on the third and seventh. So, Mara says, if it's because of Gush, because you're worried about mace being there, and even if you say it's a Gzeira's Chachamim, but they may so machma, you need to go through Paraduma. I understand the connection. But if it's just because of the Avir, that has nothing to do with Tumas Mace. So the Chora, so therefore, what's that? So therefore, it must be that the, it must be because of Gush, because otherwise, why would they require a sprinkling on the third and the seventh? It's actually not a bride, it's actually our Mishnah, which says, If it's because of the Avir, what, why would there be a need to be sprinkled on the third and seventh for Eretz Ha'amim? It's got nothing to do with Tumas Mace. So, it must be because of the ground. Says well, that's not such a good riot. Look, it could be that it's the avir and 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 your good question. Why do you need hazal You don't really need hazal gimel zarn. The chiktani ashara. When it says in the Mishnah that you need to get sprinkled on gimel and zayin, umaze b'shlishi b'shvi. I actually read it wrong in the Mishnah. I just realized now over here. When I read it as if you don't need it on the gimel zarn, it's saying like this. It says when it says al elu ena nazir These things don't require the giluach of the nazir, but they do. Require sprinkling of the third and the seventh. It means they do require Giluch and Gimel and Zion. So now the Chorah, the one is asking like this. So if you're telling me that it's only Midrabon, and I understand why you don't need Giluch, but they still, the Xerah could require that you're come to Midrabon, and you need to have, in the case of Mace, the earlier cases, the Mitzorah does not, for sure, does not need Giluch and Gimel and Zion. So it's not going on the case of Mitzorah. I, I read that incorrectly. But it means that you don't need for the, but it means even on the cases that we said before, that the Chorah, the Sechachos, the Peros, the Beis Abras, the Eretz Amim, the one is understanding that you would still need Hazan, Gimel Zion, so therefore, but you can only tell me that Chumra is connected to Mazmais. But if it's going on Avir, it's not connected. Why would you need Azal Gimel Zayin? So says the Gemara like this: Is that not a Raya? Is I'll tell you Lechora is that it means Ashara. When it says and you need Gimel Zayin, doesn't mean it's not a. It's not a. It, every case needs it. The cases that are directly problems of Tumas Mace, those are the ones that need it. But the Avir of Eretz Ha'amim, which is not Taka, will not need it. What's the proof that that's the right reading of the Mishnah? It makes sense to say. Say it this way, but Iktani the Kalim Anugimba Mace, because also one of the cases was that if vessels touch a dead body, and again, Toysva says it's wooden vessels, the way Toysva learns. Wooden vessels only make a person tame one day. 
So lechora, obviously, when it says somebody comes home, it doesn't. You tell me, it doesn't wipe out his nazirus, but you can't say, but he needs hazor gimel and zayin in that case. Of course, you don't need hazor gimel and zayin in that case. So you see that not every case that's in the mishnah requires hazor on gimel and zayin. So hani kelim bnei hazor and what you're going to require hazor for that? So lechora elishmamina shara that some of the cases require, other cases require hazor gimel zayin, not all of them, not. The touching a keli, which is not a metal keli, and also not uh, not uh, the avi avir of Eretz Yisrael will not necessarily require hazar and gimel and zayin either. Gentlemen, have a good day. What happened? Those who touch the keli. Yeah, but you can't.